Well, it's, it's a wonderful day, and we love to have Mother's Day here. And uh, after all these many years in the ministry, you know, occasionally young ladies have the desire to be a mother. I have figured out why they call us grandparents and not parents. Because it's grand to see the kids come, and then it's grand to see them go. So we are grandparents, and I... But you know, uh, I read recently how you can tell if you're a lady and if you want to be a mother. And if you really want children, you need to take a few tests. You know, just, just find out, you know. First of all, you need to take the mess test. Smear peanut butter on your sofa and curtains. Now rub your hands in wet flower bed and rub it on the walls. Cover the stains with Crayolas. Place a fish stick behind the couch and leave it there one month. Now if you really want to be a mother, you need to think about these things. Take the toy test. Obtain a 55-gallon box of Legos. You can't find Legos. Broken bottles or carpet tacks will work. Have a friend to stroll them all over your house. Turn the lights out or put a blindfold on and try to find the bathroom without yelling because it'll wake the kids up. The grocery store test. Bar one or two small animals, goats preferably. Take them with you to the store. Don't let them out of your sight and pay for everything they eat or destroy. You really want kids. Now, you need to figure this out. Take the dressing test. Obtain a large mean unhappy octopus Put him in a bag and try to keep all of his arms inside. The feeding test. Are you ready? Obtain a large plastic milk jug. Fill it half full of water. Suspend it from the ceiling and begin to swing it. Try to insert spoonfuls of mushy cereal in the mouth of that jug as it swings. 
And when you finish, dump the jug on the floor. That's the feeding test. The physical test for the women. Go by a large beanbag chair tight on your belly. Walk around with that nine months. Then remove ten beans. <laughs> so you want to have kids, huh? Nothing to it. The man test. Go to the nearest drugstore and set your wallet on the counter as the clerk to help himself. Now proceed to the grocery store and tell them that you will have your check forwarded to the grocery store each week. Purchase a newspaper. Go home and read it quietly for the last time. If you can pass all these tests, you're ready to be a mother. How many mothers we have here today? If you have children here or if they're not here, if, you, if you're a mother, we want you to stand. We'd like to recognize you for being here today. Would you do that, all of you mothers? Let's give them a big hand, would you? Guys, go ahead and get them. Go ahead. We want to give them a, a real nice uh, devotional. Ladies, if you'll stand, when, when these men come to your way and give you one of these and you receive one, go ahead and sit down. Guys, pass them out. We need to just, all right. God bless you, ladies. Thank you so very much for being mothers and uh, for putting up with us, for raising us. Pass one down there to Miss Mary. They're, they're great, all right. Now, this is a nice uh, devotional book for mothers and a pen. And now, please let me ask you, don't bring the pen back if it don't work. Keep it because it's lots of colors. <laughs> These pens are not guaranteed to work. They're just guaranteed to be the same color as your book. And we're so glad of that, all right? <laughs> and uh, so... If you're, if you're a mother and you're with us today, we'd like you to take one of those. And um, uh, I would, uh, okay, we got everybody? Good, Liz, good. God bless your heart. If you've got a mother at home and she's not here, we'll even send one home to her. We've got some, we've got extra, I'm sure. So if you want to ask the ushers in the back, they're only, uh, I think they're $75 a piece. I'm not too sure what they were. They were cheap. I know that when we bought them. Okay. Great. Now, we've got a, a few special deals. Is there anyone here today have at least five children present? If you do, would you stand? If you have five children present today, anybody with five children present today? Anybody? All right. Miss Beth, you come on. You, God bless you. Good night. Five, that is wonderful. They're all here and they're active in their youth departments and our choir. Beth, God bless you. Thank you, honey, so very much.
Now, has anybody here today traveled as far as Fort Worth? How many here today is here from out of state? Anybody here from out of state? Would you please stand if you're here from out of state? Okay. Good night. We've got one back here. Where are you from, ma'am? Colorado. Amen. All right. Come on up here. We have a, uh, we have a corsage for you for sure, for sure, for sure. Good. This, this was grown in my backyard, ma'am. When you get home, tell them. That uh, the preacher grew that in his backyard. What kind is that, honey? Oh, that wasn't flowers. We had blackberries we were putting out yesterday, wasn't it? All right, good. Do we have anybody here today as old as me? And that's older than dirt, I'll tell you that. <laughs> she is all right. All right, we want to do this. We, do we have anybody here today, all the mothers that's older than 80, would you please stand? Anybody here at least 80 years old? I guess I am the oldest one here. <laughs> How about 75? Anybody, mothers here? You're not 75. Man. Are you 75? Yeah, there's a lady behind 75. There's one, two, three. Is anybody in the balcony older than 75? Okay. Hi, Miss Chamberlain. Good to see you over there. I surveyed the whole thing. Finally found you. All right. How many are? How many of them are you? Let's see. My, I mean, about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Thank you very much. <laughs> Get my age. You can't see either. How many we got, Mom? Okay. No, we ain't. Okay. How about 76? Okay. How many we got now, Mom? Four, two, three, four, five. How many we got? We got five left. We got, I'm talking about flowers. <laughs> well, honey, I don't know. I think. <laughs> The uh, reason she married me, she's blind. You can never tell to tell that, right? All right. Huh? Ron is bright? That's reflecting off me, honey. Uh, off my forehead. Okay. We got five or four? Five? One, two, three, four, five. Ladies, would you come up? Huh? Yeah, I got one, Miss Chamberlain. Miss Chamberlain, would be all right if I run that one up there to you? Or you want to come down, honey? Come on down. She's going to come down. We're playing. What's the name? The price is right. Come on down. <laughs> Ladies, come here. We want to see how pretty you are. Come on. See how pretty you are. Come on, ladies. Come here, don't, don't run off midnight, don't run off, dude. don't run off. I'm going to have my picture taken with you girls. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Watch up, Chris, turn on, boys. Come on, ladies, come on. You ever notice, are you think these ladies this timid at the house? <laughs> Brother, are, are they that timid at the house, Brother Knight? Are the ladies that timid at the house? 
Can't understand. All right. Let's give these ladies a big hand, would you? They done spread off like a bunch of... Good night. Good night. Congratulations, ladies. Thank you so very much. All right, Brother Jerry. Where you at, buddy? Whatever's next, we need to do it. And they're struggling to win. The time has come to give them to the Lord. That's what this altar is for. That's what this altar is for. You don't have to carry those burdens anymore. There's a light in the darkness. There's the love that is true. And Jesus is waiting. He is waiting here for you. Go quickly now before they close the door. That's what this altar is for. A father is praying with his son. A mother kneels beside them, thanking God they've come. An old man standing there in tears. Giving up a part of him that he's held back for years. Hearts are being broken. Lives are being changed. And those who call upon him will never be the same. The time has come to give in to the Lord. That's what this altar is for. That's what this altar is for. 
song, Brian. Good, good singing. Done well. We want to take your Bibles today and turn with me, if you would please, to the book of Genesis again. We started a series in the book of Genesis, and uh, you know, I just, uh, I just don't believe that once upon a time I was a bottle of slime sitting on a shelf waiting for time till I could become an individual. I just don't believe that at all. I believe in the beginning, God created. And I believe that. And if you'll take your Bible now to Genesis chapter number 3, and uh, we will try to dive in in the next uh, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, we'll try to develop a thought here for you. Look in your Bible, Genesis chapter number 3. The Bible says, immediately after Eve was taken from the side of Adam, the rib, taken from his side, under his arm, for protection, close to his heart to love, and not from his head to step on, The Bible says, let me read this for you, chapter 2, verse 21, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam. A lot of women would say that they're still sleeping. And he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh and stood thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, Now this is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother 
and shall cleave unto his woman. Is that what that says? What well, says wife? That did say wife, didn't it? And they were one flesh. And they were both naked, and man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Verse 20 of chapter number 3 is our text. And Adam called his wife name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. Truly Eve is the mother of all mothers. Because she is the mother of all living. A mother without a mother. A mother without any experience such as childhood, behavioral issues. A mother with no mentor. A mother without a mother-in-law to tell her how to do everything. Oh, blessed day, somebody says. A mother without a bookstore to run in her distress to find the answer for the need. A mother with no example. A mother. A God-given mother. A mother with God-given intuitions. A mother with God and his presence. When you think about it, what other woman in the Bible is more appropriate to discuss than Eve, the mother of all living? I believe Eve has had a, a, bad, a bad time at it. I think she's had a bad a bad, uh, a bad, bad, because I can't think of the bad, bad. When you think about it, we always want to think that a mother is a godly individual. If not godly, then goodly. When I think of a godly mother, I think of my mama and my wife. I believe two examples before me all these many years, I've been very fortunate to have a, a godly mother and a godly wife. I refer to them as godly but not perfect. I was raised in a dysfunctional home. 
My mom and dad was married about 55 years. They only had one argument. It lasted 55 years. My mom and dad, they knew how to argue. In fact, they learned so well they knew how to fight. But it was never brought up that their kids is going to be raised in a single-parent home. Godly does not mean perfect. It means devout, devoted, dedicated, and determined. Dr. John R. Rice, I was reading this week a book written by Dr. John R. Rice, and in that book he began to talk about uh, his godly mother. John R. Rice said his mother died at the age of six years old. John R. Rice said he remembers his mother praying at night, asking God to call John R. Rice to preach. And all this six years he got to be with his mother, he could always hear his mother call him her little preacher boy. Before her mother, his mother died, she made every child promise that they'd meet her in heaven. And on her deathbed, as everybody gathered around, John R. Rice said, My mama requested that we all sing together how firm a foundation is Jesus our Lord. John R. Rice, Bill Rice, were what they were because of a godly mother. If you would check back through history, you would find that a lot of the success and a lot of achievements in this world could be laid at the feet of a godly mother. Napoleon was asked, what is the greatest need in France? He, without hesitation, said, mothers. What would you say that would help America more than any one thing? I'd say it would be godly mothers. God created man with authority. God created man to have dominion over the, over the fish, the fowl, and all over the earth. But he created woman with influence. The president of our college that I, I think I graduated from, I never shall forget him saying, Dr. Olin would say, you show me a woman that wants to do something. I'll show you a man in 30 days that will be doing it. Influence. Listen to me. Mothers, women, you influence the course of this world. God give you the ability to influence. That's better than saying most of you guys are henpecked.
For you folk in the TV land, you notice I didn't get many amens to that. Amen. Mothers are not perfect. They can be wrong in accessing or in the assessment of their children. My mother would have said I would have been anything but a preacher. And after 46, 7 years of trying, she would still be right. He never made it. But mothers assessed what their children can and cannot do on a regular basis. George Washington's picture is on $1 bills. I have no idea. I never get above the change. His mother told him, George, you do not have a head for money. Charles Lindbergh, the first man to fly solo across the Atlantic Ocean, his mother often said to him, Charles, can't you do anything by yourself? It's easy to misassess a child. Neil Armstrong, mother, often said Neil had no more business taking flying lessons than a man on the moon. Much of the greatness in our world today can be attributed to godly mothers. I think maybe that's why the devil is trying to yank you ladies out of the home put you in the marketplace and leave those prized possessions called kids to be raised in front of a Hollywood-induced television set. And I want, to know, I want to tell you something. The Disney of today is not the Disney who started Disney. Now, you can bet your bottom dollar. And we're send our little old kids off to school and they teach them that morals are no account anymore and instead of preaching abstinence they passing out uh, let's go on to the next place please and godly teachers in our public schools are forced to teach that which they do not agree with and teach it as not a theory but a fact. And the devil would do anything to yank you mothers away from influencing your kids for the glory of God. Well, Eve, the mother of all mothers, her story is much like you mothers. Eve's story is one of much pain. One of love, one of dropping the ball, one of stumbling and falling, and one of being rescued by a loving, gracious, almighty God who walked in the garden in the cool of the day. Mama, 
You're full of love, but sometimes you don't feel loved, I'm sure. When you look at Eve, I think I can, I think I can compile her life into three areas. And if you'll be patient with me for the next ten minutes, you and I will talk about Eve's temptation. We'll talk about her tears. And we'll talk about her testimony. Eve had, Mom, what kind of testimony you got? Preacher, I, I, I dropped the ball. So did Eve. But she picked it back up again. Uh, uh, preacher, I, I've, I've made some wrong choices. So did Eve. But thank God was looking for her when she wasn't looking for God. Aren't you glad of that? Would you look at it just a minute? Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Let's look at Eve's temptation. Would you please look at Eve's temptation? You say, Preacher, uh, I don't have any temptations. Then you're not breathing. I have a funeral sermon for you right after this. Now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. I don't think that's what God said. God said, don't eat it. He didn't say anything about not touching it. Lady, listen to me. Don't add your opinion to the Word of God. Don't add today's philosophy to the Word of God. Oh, Dr. Dallet, doctor ain't never done it, and doctor won't do it ever, has not got the answer to your problem. God does. And the devil will come to you and try to get you to doubt God's Word. Yea, hath God said. Yea, does God really mean what he said? Yea, are you strange when you think homosexuality is not a natural lifestyle? Uh, or uh, do you think that you're strange when it makes cold tears run down your back when a man kisses another man? Well, I was told this morning on the way to church, that I was a weird old nut because it makes me feel strange when I see two whiskered guys laying lip locks on one another. Amen, Reverend. So they'll be they'll be marching in front of your church. That's good. We'll try to win them to Christ. What a better way to preach to them. Can you say amen? Yes, it is strange. Yes, it is weird. Yes, it is wrong. God said it was an abomination. But yet, in the society in which we live today, yea, hath God said. And if God said it, what we'll do, we'll retranslate it. We'll change it to where it don't sound so bad. Amen and amen. Well, let's go on now. The conversation between the devil and the woman. Now, the 
devil was not crawling around on his belly like a snake. Probably at this time, he was the most beautiful creature in all the garden. Walked upright, talking to Eve, and Eve responded. And the serpent, verse 4, and the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. Direct denial of the word of God. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. See, at this time they were naked and unashamed. No evil. All good. Everything perfect. Walking with God in the cool of the day. Everything they needed to eat. Life forever. That's fixing to stop. Because of temptation. The Bible says, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that's when ladies began to gain weight. Come on, say amen. Good for food. I like the way most ladies diet down at Golden Corral, grazing through the salad bar, looking to see if anybody's watching them. Put that meat underneath that lettuce. And when she saw it was good for food, notice, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, Kmart Blue Light Special. Never be this cheap again. Nothing down, 25 years to pay. Guaranteed 250,000 miles. Get them while they're hot. And a tree to be desired to make one wise. Notice. She took. We've been taken ever since. And she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave unto her husband that manly, staunched of an individual who would never dream of being influenced by a woman and gave to her husband and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened and they knew that they were naked. Now they're ashamed. And they sowed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. My soul. Verse 22. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become as one of us, no good and evil. And now let us put forth his hand and 
unless he put forth his hand and also take of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken, so he drove out the man and put a guard, a cherubim, to guard the way. Now then, listen to me. God is on that side of the fence. Adam and Eve is on this side of the fence. They are separated physically and spiritually from God. No more presence of God. No more blessings of God. No more living forever. They have just died spiritually. God kicked them out of the garden, drove them out of the garden, and put a cherubim to guard the way. And ever since Eve and Adam partook of that fruit, we have been born outside the garden. You do not have to do anything to go to hell. Just die. You are born a sinner. You are born separated from God outside of the garden of God. God told Adam, the day you eat, that's the day you'll die. Did you know that Eve was not created when God said that? But she knew it. She knew it. And when she disobeyed God and Adam disobeyed God, the Bible says they were expelled from the garden. Eve was tempted in three ways. I want to show you how it happened and ask you if the devil has changed. First of all, he said, or she said, that looks good. For food, lust of the flesh. You know what you do when you try to lose weight? You try to lose flesh. You got too much of it. Amen. Could I explain a T-bone steak? Uh... Maybe garlic mashed potatoes, banana pudding. Can you identify with that? How about a big cheeseburger? Me and Jim, we're we're communing here. <laughs> French fries, Diet Coke. Bingo! Oh, Jim Drew and all over the front period. Good for food, lust of the flesh. Pleasant to the eyes, beautiful, good to look at. And all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye and the pride of life. And a tree desired to make one wise. 
That's how the devil got our mother. That's how the devil tricked the first mother. Has he changed anything? I said, has he changed anything? You know why some folk get in debt over their head? Lust. I want it, I want it, I want it. Mine, mine, mine. Lust and pride. Lust and pride. Paul said we are not ignorant of his devices. Lest Satan could get advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. How many mothers has allowed the devil to wreak havoc in the relationship because they got a job. Nothing wrong with a job. Nothing wrong with ladies working. Unless you're letting somebody else brainwash your kids. Why do we want to work? We want more. We want bigger. We want prettier. Dear God, do you know I still got to roll my windows up in my car? I want one with power windows. Most of us live in houses we can't even keep clean. That's why we got to hire somebody to come in clean. Don't get mad at me. It's not going to do you a bit of good to get mad at me. Because I've got some baby aspirin in my pocket, and I'll take one right at the service and get over you getting mad at me. America's going down the tube because of lust and pride. Well, I've got to keep up with this, and I've got to keep it. Poor Eve, can you imagine, bless your heart, the difference... And men and women, notice if you would please, Eve was tempted. Man just charged headlong into it. Eve was tempted with a better life. Adam was tempted with passing pleasure. Difference in men and women. Eve talked was talked into trouble. Men talked themselves into trouble. Women fall for relationships. Men fall for instant gratification. Be careful, Mom. Can I please ask you to be careful? The devil's not dead. Lest Satan get an advantage of our homes, we must not be ignorant of his devices. How many moms has gone to work and felt neglected at home and found somebody at work who'd talk to them? Most women's not tempted by jumping in the sheets. Men are sheep jumpers. Boy, it sounds like somebody's in here with me. 
And I want you to know there ain't no room in this barrel for nobody but me, so please figure it out quick because I'm getting scared. <laughs> Women are not tempted with a, most generally with a fashion pansy. They're tempted with a relationship. I've seen women fall in love with some of the ugliest boogers I've ever seen in my life. Man, I should have rode into their life a long time ago. <laughs> women are not tempted by this. If it were, I'd, there'd be lines outside my office. Women are tempted here, not here. Somebody will listen. Somebody will share. Be careful, ladies. The devil's not dead. He's still very much alive. And he never changes dirty deeds and dirty tactics. She was tempted. Now listen. Could we talk just about one minute about her tears? Since I've been saved, I've never gone any place without the Lord. What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, which you have of God and you're not your own. Now, I'm not a very good guy, but thank God the God in me really is. I would rather die as to go any place without the Lord. I would rather die right now as to be separated from the presence of God. Now, I don't know, but I know it must have been an awful transition as Adam and Eve was walked by God to the gate of Eden. And going through their mind was the reminiscing of how good God was and how beautiful the garden was and how delicious the fruit was and how great life was. And they get to the gate and the Bible says God drove them out. And standing on this side of the fence in the dark looking across the fence to life. Standing on this side of the fence with sin, looking at the other side of the fence of per perfection. Standing on this side with the bad, looking on that side at the good. I'll bet there were tears in Eve's eyes as she thinks about the lion booger, the beautiful serpent, subtle, deceiving, and now they're alone. Described in the Word of God as lost. Lost. There she stands with tears in her eyes, lost.
you read chapter 4 and verse 1, and the Bible says that Adam and his wife conceived and had a son by the name of Cain. And a son by the name of Abel. And Abel and Seth were talking. And Cain got jealous of Abel's offering. And Cain slew his brother. I never lost a child. And my heart does break for those who have. I do not have the words to console. And here stands Eve, lost, banished from the presence of God, and a kid, the one she raised, mother carried and birthed, is now killed her other son. Can you see any tears in that? And the son that is left is banished and becomes a vagabond. And God says, Cain, plant your seed in the earth and the earth will not give you fruit. You are a renegade. You are banished. Cain said, oh, the punishment is too much. Can you see any tears in the eyes of a mother who's been separated from God, gone to a funeral for her boy, and the other boy is gone? Can I help you a little bit? Mother, you're not the only one that had a tear in your eye. I'd like to leave this with you. Mothers have feelings too. And I would just about bet you, if I was a betting man, that standing outside the garden after attending the funeral for Cain, I mean for Abel, and now Cain is banished, do you think maybe Eve ever had one of those moments? A moment where she said, if I had only. Mom, have you ever had one of those moments? If I had only. If I could take it back, I'd never do it again. If I've ever tempted with that, I promise you I will not make that decision. Mama, have you ever had... If I had only not done, said, gone there, or if I had only stayed at home for a little while. I bet if you're a mother, you've had those. I bet my mama has said 10,000 times, I wish I'd never had that little wimp. Or let somebody else go get him out of jail. I started the jail ministry real early in my life. 
if I had only. Eve had those if I had only moments. I just bet you she had them. Mother Teresa said, listen, I know God will not give me anything I cannot handle. I just wish God did not trust me so much. <laughs> Mom, have you ever felt that way? Sure you have. Sure you have. The mother of all mothers was tempted just like you. She loved just like you. She failed just like you. And she was rescued just like you. Look at verse 21 of chapter number 3. I close with this verse. And the Bible says, And to Adam also, and to his wife, did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothe them? Clothes to cover their shame. Skins that had to come off of an animal that died and blood was shed in the garden. What do you think Adam and Eve must have thought as God killed the very first lamb in their presence and skimped that lamb and saved the blood? And God made them skins to cover their shame and blood was shed to cover their sin. Now Eve has a testimony. I once was blind, but now I see. I once was lost, but now I'm saved. And what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me hold again? You know what it is? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, listen to me now. She's redeemed. She's been reclaimed. Now she can rejoice. For everyone in this place today, when you were born naturally to your mom and dad, you were born outside the garden. Wherefore, by one man sin entered into the world, and so death by sin, so death is passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. You don't have to kill anybody to go to hell. All you've got to be is born to human parentage. 
Isn't it strange your mother never did have to tell you how to lie? Now, all the Wolfenbarger kids, we've got to give them ten easy lessons on how to lie. That's why they're so good at it. <laughs> David said, in sin did my mother conceive. So today, like Eve, we're all tempted. We all fail, do we not? Hmm? If you have not sinned, I'd like for you to come forward after a while. I'd like to touch you. God knows I need some of that. But if you have human parentage, you have a problem. And it's a big one. If you don't get saved, if you do not get back in the relationship with God, you'll die and go to hell. You say, preacher, that's not a that's not an encouraging message. It was to me encouraged me to get saved. See, God created every one of us to function in a particular habitat. I don't know if you know that or not. If you take fish out of water, lay him on the beach, and he'll flip-flop himself to death trying to find water because he's out of his God-created habitat. Does that make sense to you? It's not that fish does not like sun. It's not that fish does not like sand. It's just that they like water better. And you take him out of his natural God-created habitat, and he's got one hang-up. He's going to die. Now, God created us to function in him, not out of him. There's an empty place in the heart of every person that's not been saved. That place only God can fill. And until you get back into your God-given habitat in Christ, in fellowship with God, you're going to have one hang-up. It's just one. You'll die. separated from God forever.